Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. All right, let's bring in Bill Brio, TV critic and author of the blog, uh, Brio TV, Brio.tv, and talk about a few things uh, going around the dial, including uh, Saturday Night Live and some Sesame Street stuff as well. Bill Brio is with us now. Bill, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. My pleasure, Scott. Uh, once again, I'm uh, I'm watching Saturday Night Live this weekend, and I'm laughing so hard I'm crying. <laughs> which, <laughs> which you know, for an old guy, I'm thinking, is this show aimed at me? And then I've got Elliot Tepper on, who's a well-respected prof from Carleton, and he's got to be a few years older than me, and he's talking about it. Who is this show aimed at? Does it still does it still gain the young demographic, or is it all all all, all those old guys that remember growing up with it 45 years ago? Well, that's a good question, Scott. I think when you look at the show Saturday night. The answer is buried right in there. It's um, in a lot of the sketches. The folks that were doing the comedy were older guys. You know, you, you have uh, you know Alec, um, the, the guy who does Trump, obviously Alec uh, Baldwin, yeah, Alex Baldwin. But Jimmy Fallon, dude, and Trudeau, and uh, Paul Rudd is fifty. Uh, you know, like they brought a lot of guys back, and and they're old favorites that we relate to. It's not the new cast. Uh, and and that was always what made Saturday Night Live work in the past, is they would continuously replenish the cast and have fresh faces that another generation could champion. But it seems this season that they're really relying more and more on uh, some of the cast from the past. But as we go by, and we've talked about this in the past, as we go look back at the 40, uh, 45 years of this show, there's been some phenomenal cast that knock it out of the park, and then there's some been some real stinkers. And it just yeah. seems that they've figured it out at this point, whether it's, as you say, bringing back a mixture of old and new. Yeah, I, I, I guess so. You know, I think that um, especially last year, last couple of years, um, the show has found its footing again, thanks to Donald Trump, mainly. I think that yeah, having, you know, it's always good to have a good uh, backboard, and um, bouncing it off of Trump for the last few years has really paid off for Saturday Night Live and, uh, you know, other late-night uh, TV co- comedians. Um, but, you, you know, I don't know, it, it doesn't seem like there's a new uh, young cast member that's really emerged in the last few years. I think Tracy Morgan's been on there 12 or 13 seasons, you know. Mm. Uh, th- th- it's time for, I think, uh, a bit of a renewal. Uh, and it also seems to be where the world is politically. Uh, if you've got a real uh, charged political uh, event going on or political scene, then that seems to draw, that has seemed to have drawn attention. It's almost like it's the 60s all over again. We're more focused on this stuff now. It is. And, you know, Trudeau blurting, uh, you know, an insult to Trump internationally and then jumping on that, making fun of it, is as responsive as the show should be. I just I, and I, as much as there were funny stuff on Saturday, I just pointed a bit in that skit. You got Boris Johnson. You could do funnier There's stuff. There's so much potential there, Bill. I, <laughs> I thought the exact same thing, and that wasn't the skit I was laughing at so right. hard I was crying. It wasn't yeah. the opening, that's for sure. And you brought up a very valid point. I thought Fallon was quite weak as Trudeau. Yeah. Uh, and I thought this. Yeah. When I saw, especially Boris Johnson sitting there, I'm like, man, this is going to be like a Chris Farley thing all over right. again. Right. Uh, but it just is, never materialized. Had Chris Farley done that, it would yeah. have been hilarious. And and Fallon basically is doing a Mike Myers impression yeah. as uh, Trudeau, which was still kind of funny because he said sorry, you know. Yeah. But it, it just there was more there that I didn't. I think Baldwin did not even have a single funny line in that sketch. So mm. 
bit of a missed opportunity, I thought. And uh, it was interesting how this played this game. And you know what? We're going to play a little piece of it right here. Here's All a right. clip of Saturday Night Live. Go ahead. Shh. Oh, look. Shh. Quiet. Shh. It's Trump. speak for 45 minutes the other day. He was just supposed to be for a photo. Well, if I look like him, I try to distract the photographer, too. <laughs> He's not good looking like us three. <laughs> oh, hey, guys, is this seat taken? Uh, sorry, actually it is. Uh, yes, we would love to see you talk and chew at the same time, but we promised this seat to a friend. <laughs> well, I'm Boris's friend, right, Boris? Don't make this harder than it already is, <laughs> Uh, and, uh, James, uh, Gordon, uh, as Boris, I mean, he, he did a, a great job there as well, but yeah, the writing just didn't seem to be there for this sketch. It was, we were so taken back by just the characters and what was going on. What was fu- funny here is how, uh, this event is viewed in very, in different countries in America. It's, you know, they're sl- using it to slag Trump in Canada. They're saying, look, our world leader or uh, on the world stage, our leader's putting his foot in his mouth again. It's interesting how both countries have a different take on it. Yes, oh, absolutely. Like, it's our embarrassment, but uh, it's just fodder for comedy shows. That's all politics <laughs> seems to be these days. Um, but we were talking, too, about cast members now. To me, um, Katie uh, McKinnon, Kate McKinnon. Yeah. She's by far head and shoulders the, the star of that show. Yeah, I would agree. In yeah. terms of the current cast. I think Keenan Thompson's strong, too, as well. Keenan Thompson yeah. is very, very funny, and um, uh, but again, been there a long time. Uh, but she. I mean, it's amazing that when she does Elizabeth Warren, or mm. the range of her characters yeah. uh, is r- really um, impressive. And they're not even real impersonations. They're just her making up characters yeah. based on somebody, and they're pretty brilliant. It's fascinating because most of the characters really just get one person that they do well, and that's it. Whereas, as you said, she's very versatile in that way. Yeah, she, she can do Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Elizabeth Warren. That's pretty good. I thought it was interesting that the first sketch uh, that, that we just played a piece of, you know, sort of the joke was on Donald Trump, yet when we got to Weekend Update... Uh, Colin Jost, I believe, is is the host, said uh, something about the comment of Two-Faced and then showed the picture of Blackface and said, basically said, well, I guess he is Two-Faced. So it was interesting how they sort of uh, levitated him initially and then just lampooned him in the second part. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, it's, a, it's sort of um, easy picking, uh, but, yeah. uh, you know, if you're going to do it, hit it hard, and that's what they did. Uh, apparently, uh, someone has said on staff here that there is, they remember back to an old Saturday Night Live sketch where Jimmy Fallon is in blackface doing Chris Rock. How does that air nowadays? How does that, when is that coming out of the bag? I don't think we're going to see that on the Christmas special. Yeah. No, no. But again, considering him doing Trudeau, it's, wow, you're certainly opening yourself up for, uh, for a swipe here. Yeah, uh, you know, and now that you've mentioned it, I'm going to search for that, <laughs> put it on my blog. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that, um, you know, the show's been on 45 years, but Fallon probably goes back 20. Um, so really, yeah, it's a bit like Trudeau at, his, at that party. Um, but the whole thing is so, it, it is kind of shocking when you consider what was acceptable to some people 
that recently hmm. and um, yeah. how, how things are completely changed now. So quickly, as you said. Uh, in the battle of late night, how is Jimmy Fallon doing compared to the rest? Obviously, Col- Colbert seems to be incredibly political, which is, you know, he's taken off with that and, and run with it. Uh, how, how do those all stack up when it comes to ratings at late night? Yeah, it's very changed. Colbert is number one, and now number one even in the demo um, but by far, like it's about three and a half million people watch Colbert show every night. Uh, maybe two and a half million watch Fallon. Uh, you know, it, those don't sound like very high numbers, but uh, so many more people watch the show now on YouTube on little seven-minute uh, clips that they'll screen yeah. the next morning. Uh, the, just the late-night audience is really hard to measure. But certainly, um, Fallon's fall from dominant number one to uh, some nights third behind Kimmel uh, is quite an eye-opener and it just seems he was the guy who didn't make the political leap Mm -hmm. Uh, the other ones you know Kimmel he he latched on when his son was born and was said the heart problems and he really hammered the administration for why isn't there Medicare for all and all of that and people uh, responded and and I think that Kimmel's audience grew uh, but Colbert being so political every night seems to be the key to winning viewers. Jimmy Fallon seems lost. He does, and when you first saw him, here was a guy that just seemed unstoppable. He could get up there and be uh, Neil Young next yeah. to you, Neil Young. Yeah. Like he could do yeah. all of this, yeah. he, and he could play the guitar and sing, and like it was, he just seemed like a phenomenal talent. Then he messed up um, you know, Donald Trump's hair, and everybody pointed and said, oh, you're enabling this guy to win as president. Yeah. And he lost a lot of viewers and sympathy, and he just hasn't seemed to recover. He, he, he had a few incidences where he was, I don't know, he was out and he broke some fingers, and you know, there just seemed to be a, a, a stretch of bad luck. And, and you're right, the tide turned against Fallon, and he hasn't seemed to recover. All right, I uh, can't let you go without getting your comments on uh, Sesame Street. I mean, it seems that uh, every few months there's another special anniversary or someone has passed away as this show has hit another milestone. Uh, Carol Spinney uh, has passed away at 85. The original Big Bird, I guess, retired a year or two ago. What is it like when uh, a franchise like this loses a key a key personality like this in the room, in when this is all created. Uh, does it change the culture? I don't know. I mean, it's a good question. Spinney brought a very distinct voice and uh, personality to that character. Um, you know, it wasn't like, you know, if the first Ronald McDonald died, sure, they, that character just kept going, you know. So certainly um, the, the Big Bird won't be exactly the same. But, you know, in, in an ensemble like that, in a series that, when you look at it, it's been on 50 years, new episodes, you have to go to HBO now to see new episodes of uh, Sesame Street. And um, so I think that it's just the culture has changed to what, what was, what we grew up with in, in 69, 70, 71, when that show started. That group, it was like the original Saturday Night Live yeah. sketch, sketch cast. And um, now there are other players playing those roles but but you know it really i'm sure to the the four and five-year-old audience makes no difference uh as relevant as it always has been the show no because it's you know when when there was only you know three networks plus pbs and then you know in canada 
you had 13 channels or whatever it was. And, and at that point, you know, the share of the audience watching Sesame Street was enormous. It's um, much smaller now, and, and there are so many other alternatives that I don't think it is as, um, you know, back then, for, for them to go to the kiddie shows, I remember, to something that was designed sort of almost like by Madison Avenue to hmm. teach kids how to spell and count through all advertising techniques. That was mind-blowingly new and entertaining. But we're kind of used to it now. So I don't think it's as revolutionary, certainly, as it was back then. Bill Brio has been with us, TV critic. You can read him everywhere and, of course, at Brio.tv. Bill, as always, thanks so much for the time. Much appreciated. You're welcome, Scott. Good talk to you. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.